Με Γκαρσία μπροστά, πρωτάθλημα ξανά. Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. What's up, guys, here on a football Monday? <clears throat> Ike just got done in Livadia. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone enjoyed the football today. Oh, man. I have to say, guys, I mean... It's been a few years since I've been able to watch this, just sit back and watch this club and performing the way they have the past few matches. I mean, I think this is what, uh, five straight wins in all competitions. Um, it, it just been, you know, it, it's been a fun year so far. Um, and what uh, Ike and Almeida have built together, uh, you know, I mean, it's not perfect by any means, but I feel like Things could be improving every week. It's just become fun to watch again. It's become fun. The team just looks so confident. The players believe in each other. You could tell they're 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 becoming a solid group. They're actually becoming a team, and it's been uh, very fun to watch these past few weeks. So let's get started. This episode, I'm going to try not to make it that long. It's just going to be a recap of today's match, and then hopefully... Uh, Probably either Wednesday or Thursday night, come out with another pod, uh, previewing <laughs> the massive Derby, the first big match in Philadelphia. Oh my gosh, this crowd is going to be intense. This is going to be, I mean, there's no other way to put it, guys. I have to say it in Greek. This is going to be Colasi. The Gipedo is just going to be with Luchescu coming there and Pauk, a team that, let's be honest, and I'll touch on it more. They've had our number, guys. I heard a statistic earlier today that kind of made me, like, kind of floored me a little bit because I didn't know how bad things had gotten against Pauk. We've got one win in 20 matches against Pauk. It's time to set things the way they used to be, the way we, we never grew up. If you're an old Ike fan like I am, we never grew up losing to this team. We were not supposed to be Pauk's whipping boy. We are Pauk's. We're supposed to be whipping up on Pauk. Luchescu, it's time to send Luchescu off. It's time to... Let's make sure Luchescu doesn't want to take a freaking plane to... Back to the Saloniki after this match. I'll talk about that uh, later. And then, you know, the next episode, especially when I preview it... Uh, I'm I'm excited, nervously excited because you know, like I said, they've had our number the the past few years, and honestly, I mean, even last year, I feel like every single freaking match we outplayed them, we outplayed Pauk every single match, and they still beat us somehow. So, anyways, let's go to the Fresca Simera. So, a bit of a slow start in Nevada, yeah. and I have to be honest, I was in and out of this match, I was doing some work, just, you know, working while trying to watch this match, so it was kind of, uh, you know, my uh, my connection, the way I watch these matches, uh, cut off for a little while, so I had to listen to it a little bit, so, but I'll go over the things that I saw and things that I, that I heard, a uh, bit of a slow start, um, even before the match began, I felt like this could be a little bit of a trap game, even though Livadiacos were beatable. They don't even have a win yet. 
they have three points off of three draws. But like I said in the previous pod, that they uh, were not getting, were not out there getting smashed by any means. Uh, they were not getting beat. I mean, this is their their second worst defeat at two nil at the hands of Ike. So, I feel like they for the first half they put a decent game plan together. They looked to disrupt the midfield, and the midfield did look a little disrupted. Uh, Bineda was not a, did not have his best game. Um, passes were horrible in the first part of the first half that I saw. Gatsinovich even did not look good, <laughs> that good in like the first 20, 25 minutes of the game, almost 30 minutes. Most of the first half, I feel like we just, we just looked kind of a little out of sync. But at the same time, with all the troubles that Ivadiakos has up front, they really did not cause any havoc. Even the shots on target that they had, even the shots that they had, most of them came late in the second half. Really didn't feel threatened. But at the same time, guys, you don't know. One counter, one defensive mistake, it could could cost you when you're playing a team like this. I was really impressed by Ivadiakos' game plan. Um, and, how, and how disruptive they were. Uh, second half, I was able to open the things up a little more. Eventually, I feel like, especially towards these um, smaller clubs or smaller teams, what have you, what finally I feel like takes over is this pressing style that Almeida plays. Those teams are going to make mistakes. Um, they were trying to rough house. They, they, they made some tough fouls. I think at halftime, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Livadiakos at least had one or two yellow cards. I think they finished with three or four um, in the entire match. And really, long story short, they should have had a red card. One of their players should have had a red card by the end of the game. But anywho, um, defensively, Ike looked sound. Um, you know, freaking Vida is a beast at the back, man. He's just a commander. He... Nothing was going through on defense. Um, was a little surprised by with the lineup. Everyone thought Redonia was going to get the start, or Mohammadi was not able to play. Um, like I was starting to say before, and I, and I touched on it very briefly. I was worried about our depth in this match, and that's the first time I feel like this season that I was worried about the depth. All these injuries piling up. I was a little worried about how the team was going to handle that because we we didn't have the subs that we normally do. You know, like in the beginning of the match, when I saw the way Gatsinovich was playing, I was like, oh, man, you know, and my, my, my first thought process was we don't even have freaking Zuber on the bench today to come in. Uh, I felt like maybe in this match that would hurt us. Um, looking forward, I feel that... It might hurt us a little more in the ball game. Hopefully not. But that was a little bit of a concern because I, you know, I've bragged about how awesome it is that Almeida can just look to the bench and be like, I mean, we've had people like Petros Mandalos, the former captain on the bench, Steven Zuber, who's going to be starting for Switzerland in the World Cup in less than a month. You know, um, to have that kind of quality on the bench is is, is awesome. Uh, the reason why I brought that up was because of the lineup. Muhammadi was not fit, was not match fit yet. He had had a little bit of an injury. On the flip side of it, um, I thought Redonia was going to start. I made a surprise to everybody by putting 
see Debetin. Uh, I briefly touched on him in the pod last week. I didn't feel like he was as good as uh, he surprised like a lot of people. I heard a lot of reporters, a lot of fans from Greece talking about Sidibe, that he just looked so amazing. I felt like he looked freaking awesome today. And it was very impressive that he was able to play that left side. Now, again, you have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because this was Livadiao we're talking about. This wasn't, you know, he wasn't playing against Bauk. He wasn't playing against one of the heavy hitters in the Greek league. So, but still very impressed with how he moves without the ball. Uh, him and Gatinovic seemed to, in the second half especially, link up very well together. Um, they linked up a little bit in the first half, which, you know, th- there were still flashes of, of good play in the first half, even though we started kind of slow, kind of slow, slow, kind of sloppy. Um, uh, he was just, he was just very, very impressive. And I will say, I don't know if I mentioned this in the pod or not on the last week, at the Atromitas game. I do like the fact that these players like Sidibe or these upper-class players that um, can track back on defense playing this pressing style and can kind of play both or or a real back into modern football, you know, as opposed to what, we're, what we've gotten used to in the Greek league. Um... Again, Rota, Rota's play. I mean, uh, he, this kid's playing out of his mind. He's uh, he's going to be hard to, to sub out of there. I mean, right now, you know. Um, obviously, you have to hand it to Levy Garcia. He's really fulfilling that striker role, man. And another thing, gosh, there's, there's just so much to talk about. Levy Garcia's been impressive as a striker the past few games. He's just creating chance after chance after chance. He's putting the ball in the back of the net like you want your striker to do. Araujo, yes, he's not scoring as much as we would like, but he's still doing these little things. He's still passing the ball. He's still a threat to make a to make a nice run <clears throat> through on goal. Uh, he does these little things. But then on the flip side... You have also Eliasson. Okay, so we've watched Levy Garcia try to play that winger position, which he plays well because he's a speedy player and everyone tried to use him there as a winger. But now we see what a real winger looks like, man. Now we see what a real winger looks like. Eliasson is a real winger. They could beat you with speed, he could beat you with dribble. He could, you know, he crosses the ball so beautifully. Crosses that are on point, man, that are on point, that are. Just they're they look like little snacks to these to the forwards. They're just ready to to knock them in, you know. Um, really like the way both of the wingers played in the second half. Um, and you know we got the breakthrough goal, another assist by Eliasson. That's the way it came. It was uh, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, of course. When it's 1-0, you're always a little scared. You're kind of... If it's 1-0, it's 1-0. We saw Pauk were leading their 1-0. And then all the Vadianita are a half chance. Or for someone to just really screw up. And we could be talking about a different outcome. And the one thing I like about this team... Being so sound defensively has let... 
the offensive players kind of relax and play their game and just keep pressing for for more goals as opposed to like we saw last year we were up to zero against Adi in the last few minutes of the game or let's not freaking talk about that Adi's game again I'm just sick and tired of talking about that uh, in in many games last year we saw where like we would get up one nil and then it felt like, you know, we'd be up 1-0 at like the 60th minute and the rest of the match, it seemed like we, you know, were holding back, parking the bus, like we didn't want to concede any goals. No, that's not the way you want Ike to play. Ike means attack. Ike means attacking football, especially in this in this freaking Super League, um, which is nice to see. And, and that's what happened. A um, few thoughts on the penalty. I'm kind of glad it went to VAR. Uh, I don't know what the what the referee on VAR saw that needed it to come to VAR because it was a clear-cut penalty. It wasn't soft because, like I said, I'm always going to tell the truth here or my my interpretation Let me because truth can be subjective in sports, right? So I saw that the, the defender got, got his legs. I mean, he got his foot. It... it I could see it if the referee took the took the call back, but he stuck with it. I mean, it's a it's a penalty. He, you know, um, I wouldn't say it was soft by any means, but it was just bad timing by the defender, honestly. And I don't feel like Gatsunovic sold it. It just happened. I mean, it it was clear cut. There's nothing else to say. Bam, it becomes 2-0. Levy steps up to the spot. And I like that. I like the fact that he took the kick. Uh, I didn't know who was because we're not used to Ike winning that many penalties. Uh, you know, the last game we won by a penalty. We... Postolena um, Amrabat took it. He wasn't playing in this game. So I was kind of nervous. Like, who's going to take this penalty? And then Levy Garcia steps up. Boom. Hits it. 2-0, and that's all she wrote. I mean, after that, it was just Ike pressing to score more goals. The defense kind of led up towards the end of the game just because, I mean, that's, that's going to happen when you're up 2-0. But no really threat from from Livadia, from Livadia Gos. Uh, nice atmosphere by the fans. I think uh, it was counted as like 2,500 Ike fans were in Livadia today for this match. Uh, created a tremendous atmosphere. And I think you guys know my thoughts on this stuff, especially in, in towns like this where they, they need money. They need, they need that income stream from these fans to come in, you know, probably before, or after the match, Ike fans went out for Shuflakia, for Bidis, for whatever. Uh, it's important for these small towns that don't gather that many crowds at their games to get that revenue streams in. Um, so that was nice to see there. A uh, lot of impressive stuff today by the team. Uh, you know, especially in the second half. In the second half, we really played well. And look, I mean, a lot of people were saying a lot of things on the radio tonight about, eh, the net picks those got like Ike. You know, Ike wasn't playing well. This and that. You're not going to play well every match. And... As long as we're getting results. And hey, another freaking clean sheet. Another clean sheet. 
for this defense, for this defense that was bleeding goals last year. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, of course, we, we allow chances, and you're going to allow chances, but it's how you react and how confident you are in yourself as a defense and as a team as to how you react. Um, now we just have to look forward. Um, let me talk about the other matches a little bit because it was a pretty big. Panathinaikos got a late goal against Aris in the big derby of this um, of this weekend. Not much in that. I think that was a very entertaining match for anyone that watched it. Adi played very well in the first half, and Panathinaikos played well. They both missed a bunch of chances. Um, Adi came out kind of flat in the second half, and I have to say that Panathinaikos deserved it. I wanted them to drop points, and maybe I'm going to stop saying that. I think maybe I might have said that last week, that I'm going to stop saying it until they start freaking dropping some points. Um, big injury, and... Uh, just devastating, devastating to Panathinaikos, uh, the Aitor injury. Um, wow, leading to lose the leading score in the Super League and a player that was just, I mean, he was playing out of his mind the past few weeks. Uh, I One thing about Panathinaikos is that they're a team and they're showing that and they're showing the resiliency. They are starting to get nervous. You could tell it by, by the players and by the fans, the fans were getting not on the team so much. I mean, they were a little bit, you know, when Panathinaikos wasn't pushing and taking advantage of how bad Adi was playing at times in the second half. Um, for me right now, this takes Adi out of championship contention. Obviously, if I forget how many points back they are, but they're back there. I mean, how about Volos being third place and just I could be one point ahead of Volos. I mean, uh, this weekend is really going to test Panathinaikos' resili- resiliency playing against Volos. And th- they're going to have these games over the next uh, few weeks until um, that World Cup break. And we also have some tough matches coming up as well. Uh, Olympiacos looked a little bit better against um, Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos, I feel like if... Uh, I forget his name, Carelis, was playing their top scorer and one of the Super League's top scorers, I feel like maybe they could have taken advantage of that Olympiacos defense a little more and put a little bit more pressure on them. Uh, but they were able to get the victory at 2-0. Uh, Pauk, 2-2. They came back in the, la- in the last... I, it must have been the last... I didn't watch highlights, but it must have been the last freaking play of the game that they scored on to tie the match. They were losing in Tumbada. Asteras Tripoli's 2-0 at one point. Wow. Um, so, let me see here. I don't remember how any more notes on today's game. So, let me talk briefly about this game coming up next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Like I said, nervously, I don't know why Pauk has had our number. I don't know how Luchescu does this freaking thing that he does, this freaking voodoo or whatever the hell it is that... He does. Um, he's going to get... You know he's going to have his players ready to play. And listen, I have no love for this guy. I respect him as a manager. I respect what he's done. Okay? Because I'm, I'm always going to be respectful towards people. But I don't respect him with this whole freaking 
propaganda war he started against Ike and Athens and it's us against them and blah, 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 and acting like he wants to plunge Greece into a civil war or whatever the heck is going on up there. Um, that's slowly starting to die down. But, you know, as we know, he's going to have his, this team ready to play and we're just going to have to be ready for it. It's going to be a dogfight. I really feel that um, they're going to roughhouse a little bit. They're going to try to come at Ike. Uh, my initial feelings are we're going to have to keep that Almeida press and really press that uh, Balk defense that's kind of suspect. Um, their midfield's not really that well. They have some attacking players. You know, they have that one guy, Neri, that's playing really well. And they also have uh, our ex-player, Nelson Oliveira, who's back from uh, injury from last year that seems to be playing well. He's gotten a couple of key goals for them so far this season. So they have players that can do damage, and like we said, you know, but this year, God forbid, I would, if he does this against the, in a freaking Almeida defense, I'm going to freaking lose my damn mind. If I see Bithisvar, or Bizwar, however the hell you say his name, if I see that mug like his damn Maradona again this year, I'm going to freaking lose my mind. Because last year, and I think it was in the first fixture of the season, that guy ran through our defense like he was, you know, uh, freaking doing his best uh, 1986 Maradona impression. Um, if I see that sh- that stuff again, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna come on here and be livid. There's definitely gonna be an E rating next to the next episode. If if listen, it's a dead beast, so anything could happen. But if we lose in some stupid, effed up, after goal, you know, own goal way against these guys, I'm, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. But it, uh, I already warned my wife that I want to watch this game alone. Her and the baby can be doing something else at this time, but I want to watch this game alone. I'm going to have some, like, nerf the balls next to me that I can throw at the TV because I know it's going to be intense. We need to get this victory. We need to get this victory to keep confidence going, um, especially in a deadby, especially to a team that we've lost so much to the past few years. I mean, we haven't won hardly any deadbies the past few years. And as some of you that have not been with me from the beginning of this show, I've talked about that. I've talked about that being one of my frustrations is not just the fact that we're up there you know, at the top the past few years, it's it's even in our worst years as Ike, we were able to beat, we were able to be a thorn on the side of Olympiacos or Panathinaikos or somebody. We were able to beat these teams. Um, Balk was irrelevant back then, so, you know, they can take that how they want. Um, but we have to win a big match like this again to get confidence going to, you know, you've also got to think about it from this perspective, right? We have Panathinaikos is leading the league by six points right now. And yeah, everybody's all high and everybody thinks that, you know, they're going to just keep rolling and they've had a lot of luck. They've had a lot of luck. They play like a team. They're a tough, tough team to beat. Not going to lie. But the next round, we play them three times and we play them twice in Philadelphia. 
so I want people to keep that in mind. It wouldn't be disastrous if something goes wrong against Pauk, but gosh, do we want to beat these guys? I know you guys feel the same way I do. It's going to be like four long years of frustration, and especially, I don't think it's going to go this way. I think it's, right now, my gut feeling, it's going to be a close game. I could see it either being 1-1, like winning 1-0 or 2-1, unless we come out and play like like crap and they either come out and have their best game of the season or they just get some that crazy luck that they've had with Lutesco as their coach. Um, I don't see how we don't at least pick up a point in this match. Um, these are my initial thoughts. But... We just really need this match. I think for as a fan base, for morale, as the team, so they can say, okay, we finally got a, a little bit of a monkey off our back. We can keep going in. You can also you can also bury one of your contenders. This would put Pauk back, I think. Um, crap, I was going to write down the, the Vafamola again. I forgot. Um, I think this would put them over 10 points behind us. And bye-bye Pauk, you know. They would be... 14 points behind the leaders. So um, it would be a chance to bury one of your contenders early. In a contender where I feel like, you know, if, if Olibiakos or Olibiakos, let me not say that I'm scared of them. I'm scared of the the aura that surrounds Olibiakos, the everything, the refs, the, you know what I'm saying, the Karaskaki, the freaking, this Olibiakos team, the way they're playing right now, isn't scaring anyone. But if, unless they're like 15 points behind with like five or six games to go, Olibiakos is always going to be a threat. I do not, even though Pauk have a talented roster and I think they can improve, they just don't scare me as much as Olibiakos does. And it's it's if you bury them, they're going to be buried for a while. Um, as far as the championship contention is, is, is considered. Now, we still have, like, what, 32 more games to go in the season. Um, and what I would really love, and I know every Ike fan would love, is if we really stick it to them, like, 3 or 4-0. And just that way, Lutescu does not fly up back up to Saloniki. Uh... So that's a wrap, guys. Like I said, it was gonna, this was going to be a quick episode. I mean, not that quick. It's I'm looking at the ticker right now. It's like 27 minutes long. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this week. Hope you guys enjoy the Champions League over the next couple of days. And I'll be back at it. I'll um. I'll be back Thursday to preview the weekend and um, coming up in Greek football and the massive derby coming up. The first derby in Philadelphia and how freaking exciting and how. Uh, how's that going to be, guys? So let me get some formalities out of the way. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. That way we can get the word out there that I'm over here doing this thing. And just so we can make this a parel with I can see this. Send me a message. I know some of you guys have messaged me. I've wanted to, to get back at you. Um, like my Facebook page, Crazy Ike Fan. On Twitter and on Instagram, at Crazy Ike Fan. Yeah, let's keep it going. Thanks so much for your support once again. You guys are awesome. Thanks for all the messages of encouragement. 
it's it's the reason why I'm I'm loving doing this show and I'm gonna just keep doing it as long as I can guys. Anastic Allah, have a good few days guys. Forza Ikara Pospanda. Uh get that